0: Maybe like, if like junior mints melted on top of old wet cardboard and you ate that, it's a great slum in it. This is terrible. Is this what I put you guys through? <laughs> 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 no idea. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to the Blind Tiger Podcast, your one-stop shop for beer news, reviews, and all things brews. I am your host, the man whose financial plan extends completely into late next week, Rob Fisher. With me, as always, is the man who is always in for a penny, in for a pint, Mike Albright. And of course, the man whose audio skills can turn the sounds of two pennies rubbing together into a sick beat, the man far, far too handsome for a portrait on currency, Jesse Clark. Today is September 2nd, 2015, and we're recording episode 61, Drinking on a Budget. For more information on any of the segments from today's show, visit our new and improved website at www.blindtigerpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or subscribe to the show on iTunes. Our podcast is available on Stitcher, and we have moved our entire catalog of episodes over to SoundCloud as well. We provide news, reviews, and just about anything involving brews. Don't miss out and subscribe today. This week we are enjoying the fact that an early sunset means cooler air sooner in the evening. Despite a warm sweating is. right uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> is that
2: condensation or did my glass slip <laughs> out of my hand here from my own sweat?
1: Despite a warm week, fall's approaching and we are hopefully cooling off. Having recently just had an amazing beer that usually costs an exorbitant amount of money, uh, we thought this week we might flip the inverse and discuss how one can get a good beer on a budget. In honor of drinking without breaking the bank, this week's opening question is, if you were able to replace one of the poor man's brands with another beer, regardless of price, what would you replace, and what would you replace it with, and why? So, Mike, what did you come up with for this? Alright, so the poor man's brand I'd like to replace would probably be something along the lines of
0: like a Genesee. Mm. I'm thinking of like the old man's, you know, go-to light lager, tastes like corn, cheap as shit beer. And Genesee definitely fits that bill. And my feeling is I would probably replace it with something pretty wild, maybe like a Lambic, like a little Frambois, just, you know, something with a hell of a lot more flavor. And my theory is, you know, as men and women, too, get older, you know, the sight goes, the hearing goes. I'm kind of wondering if the taste buds go. So I'm curious to see would they even notice <laughs> if I replace that Genesee. They might notice the color. But if I just, you know, did a blind taste test, you know, switch their glasses out as they're drinking that light lager. Would they notice? They might. They might not. I don't know. But that's what I would do, just because, you know, regardless of price, like you said, I think it would be a nice social experiment.
2: That would be fun. I've always wanted to te- do a test like that on old people.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> let's just fuck with old people. <laughs> <Just Let's> be- <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> no, no, no. But that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're living the dream of living on Social Security and not <laughs> having to work. Let's fuck with them a little more. Speaking of old, I just turned 30, so that's why I'm going <laughs> to... Yep, <laughs> time for that third life crisis. Yeah, I'm currently in the middle of that. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Dad, I'm starting a podcast. Oh, <laughs> quitting
0: my job, my- <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> nice. Can so, I record it in your basement.
1: I want to call it the Bat Cave. <laughs> anyway, Jesse, what did you come up with? All
2: right, so lately I've been reviewing an old favorite, and for those. Poor and unlucky beer drinkers, I've decided to dedicate this beer switch to Dharma Initiative beer drinkers. Um, yes, mm. I've been watching Lost, and um, I figure the poor man's beer is the one where they don't have a choice. So I'm going to switch off Dharma Initiative beer with Heavy Seas New World mm. Oh. This is one of Heavy Seas one-off releases, and I think it is ironic that I choose this one-off release because... No one is being released or one being let off this island. Um, uh, it does. Uh, the description says that each each beer in this series will be limited to only a hundred barrels, available at select locations. Notice they're not telling you where. That's because one of the hidden locations will only be known by hot air balloon enthusiast H- Henry Gale, or I mean Benjamin Linus. Uh, and this is a new world saison, and. Um, According to brewmaster Christopher Leonard, the beer is described as adventurous, daring, ambitious, and quirky, just like whoever's idea it was to put polar bears on a subtropical island. I figure that these tom-hank wannabe castaways won't even know the difference. You see, Heavy Seas uses New Zealand and, yes, Australian hops, because you know our motley crew of dysfunctional misfits try to hop from that very part of the world and end up on their own land down under. Uh, This is a beer that would certainly be a much valued treasure in Sawyer's
1: stash.
0: So Rob, you've seen what three episodes?
1: Yeah, the first uh, double episode kind of felt like Jurassic Park with the trees moving, and I was like, eh, "I'm not really feeling this," and uh, never picked it up from Netflix again.
0: Cool. I think I've seen half of one episode.
1: Nice. I thought I saw the finale with you. Nope. Mm-hmm. Not, not I. Not um, I. I I just kind of giggled when everyone no, else. No, it back was. It was.
2: I was. T- I was talking to um, James Lipka about that. That's right. That's he was a fervent Lost watcher, even though he learn to hate it i think
1: well i feel like it's the really ending was... most people did not enjoy the ending
2: i no i think it was i think it was right on par if you enjoyed lost up until that point it was right there with it it did what it was expected to do Turns
1: out it was all a dream into an autistic child's brain. <laughs> wasn't that... Wasn't, wasn't quite that lame, but... <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody wake up from a coma? <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Um, no, I always love those kind of weird twist, weird, like, nonsensical endings. Like, we have no idea how to end the show, so we're just gonna end it. Um, I disagree. Kind of like Seinfeld. I'm, I'm not saying I, mean, I have it's any... It's like, how
2: do they explain away, like, you know, they're not gonna be able to explain away. So well, that's saying, the problem, is they wrote themselves like, in a corner. I don't <laughs> think they wrote themselves in the corner, it's just that... It's fitting with the show that they're not going to explain what happened. They're like, "Well, this is w-. they're not explaining why things happened. They're just explaining this is how it'll end."
1: Yeah, but that's it's weird to have like a mystery. It's like having a uh like a who done it film and at the end it doesn't declare Inception. Who, no. doesn't declare Inception. who the actual murderer was. Inception? Well, what it, do you what, mean? Well, was he awake or was he dreaming? Yeah, but that's that well, so that's the problem is if he was dreaming, none of the movie matters. And well, so, actually, if, he
2: was awake, though. If you pay attention close. So, and that's fine. But, but like,
1: but I'm saying like it's a murder mystery where at the end they go, "Well, who murdered him doesn't matter." And it's like, "Well, no." The whole reason you're invested in the thing in the beginning is because you want to find out.
2: No, I think the mystery they they do tell you who was murdered, but they just don't tell you with what, or they just they don't tell you what what. It's kind of like they're like, so James Lipka wanted to know why is this island so powerful and mysterious, and they didn't go into that. And how do you explain? It? It's like if you if you described God. Like, well, then, I mean, James Lipka wouldn't be satisfied. I keep saying his name. I'm sorry if you're listening to this, James. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, he. I shouldn't really edit out his last name. I should, anyway, uh, but, I mean, even, then you would ask, like, where does God get his powers and who gave him that powers, And, like, you mean, this was just an endless circle. I mean, once you have something metaphysical and miraculous in that way, I mean, you just have to accept that it's there and there are going to be unanswered questions.
1: Well, then I guess it's fine. I guess I feel like more of the people that, Hearing complaints the uh, the Wednesday after the the series finale, it was more of I thought we were seeing some sort of like weird science fiction mystery show, and it turns out it was a religious allegory the whole time, and that it kind of felt like a bait Not and only switch. Only the last part was a it was like okay, so. I don't think it was a
2: religious allegory, it was more of that it was in tune with this idea of these flashes, like, so it started flashbacks, and then you didn't know, then later on, when you were watching, you found out it was a flash forward, and then you were were thinking, is this a flash sideways, what's going on? So they're playing with this idea of like, you don't even know, but you don't know what these flashes are until the very end of the season, and so it it was just a, it was a way of keeping it a mystery, and like, where else can you go with that?
1: So for my answer, I went after not a brand. I went after the brand. The big, big brand, Budweiser. Now, when I say Budweiser, what springs to mind? No, not shitty, shitty, shitty beer. (laughs) I'm talking about the ethos of manliness that is surrounded in Budweiser. I'm talking when Marvel, a man, stops coughing up a lung from cancer. What beer does he drink? Well, of course, it's got to be a Budweiser. And I thought I would replace that with, quite possibly... The most manly of manly beers, Yard's Pink. (laughs) So, Yard's Pink is a beer where they add 3,300 pounds of sour and sweet cherries and raspberries to each each batch. So, this creates a uh, tart berry ale um, that is not only effervescent, but pink in color. And so, the greatest thing about this is that uh, since 2013, uh, they've been uh, donating part of the profits... um, 10% 10% of uh, the profits of the be- on which every beer is made to a charity for improving the lives of breast cancer patients. And that, as to date, they've made over $18,000 and they've donated it to this charity, which is great. So having these manly men who are super into MMA and all sorts of manly, horrible, rugged stereotypes crap, they'd be drinking a pink beer, named Pink, to help uh, breast cancer patients. And I thought, you know what? That sounds like a great way to take a beer and toss it on its head. And since it's only lightly soured and actually quite flavorful, maybe it'll actually wake them up a little bit that what they've been drinking is nothing more than, you know, colored water.
2: MMA, Math
1: Mixer Association? Mixed martial arts, Jesse. Oh, at least Ye- I got one of the words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I literally saw at the gym today, as I was leaving, a probably 85 pound girl. Um, ask where the where the MMA f- classes were because she couldn't find it within the giant spooky complex. And I'm like, Bravo Whoa. for wanting to go and join yeah. MMA. But uh, was it Rusi? Uh, R- Ronda Rousey? Ronda Rousey or whatever. Rousey, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she's a badass, but she does not she, weigh 85 pounds. No, but she's getting them into it though. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> and good for her. She's fucking scary. Um. So anyway, let's move on to a little beer news. Beer news. So, because uh, we have a bunch of segments coming up, we're going to keep this pretty light today. But uh, in great local news, um, Central PA is leading the state in the craft beer movement. Yeah, and yeah. so, what the hell does that exactly mean? Well, uh, the PA Liquor Control Board has said that there are 210 active multi-beverage manufacturing licenses, also known as G license, within the entire Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Of those... 52 of them are located in Cumberland, Dauphin, Lancaster, Lebanon, and York counties, and that's twice as many as two years ago. So, uh, yeah, we're doing pretty damn well. Yes. Lancaster County leads the way with 25, the most of any county in the Commonwealth. Yep.
2: We have more, what? More breweries. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: So, by comparison, there are 17 in Allegheny County, 15 in Montgomery County, 14 in Chester County, Bucks and Philadelphia counties each have 10, and Westmoreland County has 8. So, I mean, we're kicking the shit out of Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Harrisburg. We are doing awesome. Um, So, uh, last November, there were 175 active G licenses in Pennsylvania. And so, we're up to 210, which is pretty awesome. Um, There are 24 pending G licenses. So, we're still growing. And uh, this was coming from um, the website Central Penn Business Journal. They had a little uh, wheel of all the other counties compared to where we're at. And Lancaster is doing quite well beating the shit out of york <laughs> <laughs> and uh so central pen business magazine actually had a uh, info map of all of the uh various uh breweries and brew pubs in the area that have a type g liquor license g license and so I like the name of that yeah okay. yeah so we might have to use this as a Maybe we should look at some of these places that we haven't been to before, sort of things. Like Definitely. Southern York has this place called Warehouse Gourmet Catering Co., LLC. Oh, the Warehouse uh, Gourmet Bistro, yeah. yeah. Well, if
2: you, you said there's 25 in our county, have we been to 25 places?
1: We've been to a lot, but um, some of these might be new, and some of them might just be smaller places we didn't know actually had like a G license where they're making um, drinks on, on site.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the newest of the 25 is that Cox Brewing Company that we mentioned a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of derided them based on the name, but actually I stopped in there today, talked to the people that own it, very nice people, and I brought back a growler. Yeah, I was so
2: sucking down some of this ambercock. Yeah,
0: so you like the ambercock?
2: Yeah, it was. Right. It, uh, it, it, I like that bubbly down my throat.
0: Nice. So they're operating in a very small space. It's basically a large garage. Uh, they have a 20-gallon system, fairly small, uh, but they do have four beers on tap. They have the lager. They're doing a lager, uh, the amber, an IPA with all Chinook hops, and then uh, rotating seasonal right now, they just put on their stout. All very nice. So you can go in there, get some uh, free samples, and then they do Growler Phillips right now.
1: Are they the uh, is this the eighty second Amber Ale? Is that the uh, yes? Ear? Okay.
0: So I believe the um, it's like a husband and wife duo, and then also their friend, and I believe they have like a military background. So that's what they do. Um, a lot of military names. Like I think the IPA was like F seven one seventeen. Oh
2: yeah. Oh wait, isn't that what was uh the um, Mad Chef has F seventeen? Or F-18? Because they, they,
0: fa- they did theirs based on Falconer's flight. I think he did his something to do with like Chinook, like the helicopter.
2: Oh, because I thought they had like the F-18. That was their IPA. Or F- something F-18,
0: like. yeah, you're right. Because they had like F- 18 pounds of Falconer's flight or something was in it. Oh, I don't know. So well, yeah, anyway. Th- the names were very similar, but yeah... Um, yeah, so if you're in there, uh, like they mentioned, they are on Google Maps now because they're a bit off the beaten path. They're kind of like an industrial complex. Oh, nice. Uh, but, yeah, you just type it into the GPS. It'll get you there. And then, yeah, go and try it out. Let us know what you think.
1: Well, they're uh, they, the 82nd Amber Ale currently has 154 total check-ins and untapped. So uh, if you want to get in early, um, totally an opportunity. And, uh, yeah, their logo is pretty badass. It's like an eagle and a lion. Yeah. Whoa. Head side by side with CBC above. So I guess they're not... Not that they're shying away from the Cox name, but mm. um, CBC seems to be on their logos, and it's pretty sweet. So yeah, uh, location was cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, just kind of an oversized garage, uh, but they do have
0: like a little bar set up there, and uh, just very enthusiastic, very friendly. Uh, there was a group of people there uh, asking all sorts of questions about beer. They didn't really know. They were, they were newer to it, and uh, the husband was very knowledgeable. Excellent. He was uh, just giving them a just a, a lesson cool. on what makes beer, beer. So, And they are, they are distributing, too, because I asked them that. I'm like, are you in any bars? And they're actually in several bars kind of uh, spread out through the county, actually. Awesome. Yeah. Not just in the uh, Reims region.
1: Awesome. Well, moving into a little uh, national news, uh, New Belgium COO and President Christine Perich Perich? Yeah, to Perich? assume CEO role. So apparently um, the uh, CEO of New Belgium Brewing, uh, which is currently now in our area, which is pretty sweet, is now going to be a woman, which is pretty exciting. Um, you don't... You know, these days we talk about how uh, craft beer is definitely a boys' club, mm-hmm. and uh, especially from the brewing angle. Um, and so there's a stereotype of the giant, chubby, uh, flannel-wearing neck-beard guy who uh, is the connoisseur of craft beers. Well, here it seems that New Belgium uh, Brewing is uh, changing up their chief operations officer and I'm promoting her uh, to CEO, uh, which is pretty awesome. Uh, the current CEO, well, the, I guess the... Uh, current CEO slash co-founder Kim Jordan is transitioning exclusively into the executive chair of the brewery's board of directors. So uh, sounds like uh, New Belgium is actually um, being run primarily at the upper echelons by women, which is a surprising turn for craft beer. So uh, yeah, she's been there as part of the New Belgium team for 15 years, and she's uh, super excited to go up to the CEO. Um, And since New Belgium has been going gangbusters in terms of spreading out across the united states getting their beer on what delta flights and uh oh really yeah. uh, weren't they the ones who were in uh, the first i don't yeah, know if it was delta the first was it yeah and uh so yeah they're doing great and uh if uh these ladies are taking them into being a popular brewery in the um the, the new millennium uh more power to them man it's pretty awesome
0: excellent excited now that they're here
1: um yeah i mean who has them uh, Fridge, yeah. Friendly Greek. Yes, okay. I've seen Oh, they're going to be pretty much everywhere and any yeah. way right now.
0: Um, I did stop in the fridge today, and they have um, a lot of their stuff in cans, which excites me. Plus, yep. they have uh, two of their bombers. One's like a Sour Brown, I think. Ooh. And there's another another one, too. Maybe, nice. I, I think it's a Double IPA, they were saying. Sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did it in conjunction with the, I think, Uinta, maybe? Because does Uinta do the Lips of Faith
1: series? Uh, doesn't Uinta do the Crooked labeled or whatever yeah crooked smile crooked smile yeah that might be it
0: yeah okay
2: so explain to me again as we are going out of tubing season why are uh, you excited about cans
1: oh
0: I d- just so much easier to like open up a can I don't know I just really get excited about cans okay. now they're just compact they fit in the fridge a lot better my fridge at least oh, my okay. really crappy fridge um, I think they pop a lot more uh, like oh, they have a
2: better sound for sure when they open. Well, yeah <laughs> I mean, there's a
0: that physical noise But just like the actual like artwork and everything like the actual oh. just look at the can it looks better in the cooler yeah, uh, that's purely aesthetics, that. but um, You don't necessarily need the glass which is nice I mean I got 40 million beer glasses yeah. now, but I just like drinking it straight from the can like no, most of them I, can't, I can't stand that no? My
2: lips touch the metal and I taste the metal all
0: right but Yeah, well, I was at the fridge I picked up six-pack enough McCann's cans.
1: Yeah, it seems sort of weird. I would have appreciated having a huge cannon flux more during the times when I would be at the park or the beach or places where uh, glass wouldn't be there. Now that we're rolling in, like, I think I saw a pumpkin beer in cans. I imagine. And I was like, oh, God, that seems odd. Well, yeah, the pumpkin beers have invaded. Oh, definitely. They've definitely invaded. Um, But, yeah, it is sort of weird. Uh, I don't think there's necessarily a huge advantage one or the other. Mm -hmm. The other one would be that the blocks like completely as opposed to... um, As opposed to having the bottles where light can actually get in and, you know, fuck with your beer, even if it's dark brown tinted, some light's still getting in there. But for the most part, it's like six and one half dozen the other. It's more about how you want to carry your beer more so than drinking it. I'm a big fan of cracking a can and pouring it into a glass. I like everything out of a glass. Yeah,
2: I'll drink it that way.
1: But if I can't because of certain uh, limitations on where I'm at, then a can's great. It's
2: not like there's much light getting in my refrigerator right now, like... I know every time I open the door, there's lights on, but Mm -hmm. I assume the light's not on when it's closed, (laughs) right? You don't know for sure, but.
1: Dangerous assumption. Yeah. Uh, Cool. Well, uh, with that, let's move on to uh, our next segment. Uh, This time around, it's going to be Craft Brew Review, the third annual Craft Beer Fest. Ah. Uh, so I thought we'd just uh, take a minute. Uh, last Saturday was the third annual, and it's pretty exciting to say third annual, Lancaster Craft Beer Fest. And uh, unfortunately, Jesse was uh, swamped with other responsibilities that were more important than getting shit-faced on a Saturday. <laughs> but Mike and I managed, uh, and Emily, although she's not here tonight, managed to make it out there and uh, taste other things. So I want to talk about the uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly about the Lancaster Craft Beer Fest. Uh, so, yeah, Mike, uh, what, what were your overall impressions starting out? Well, I'll say the good is that,
0: like, I was a little disappointed because we got there, like, I tried to get there, like, a little bit later, but there was still a huge line, Mm. Uh, but it went very fast. Everybody was actually, and the one thing I noticed was everybody was extremely friendly. All the bouncers that were, like, you know, checking IDs uh, were very friendly. They were chatting people up. They were in uh, high spirits, Uh, so everybody felt like they were going to have a good time. Like, it wasn't, like, you know, angry people, like, (laughs) demanding your IDs or telling you to, like, dump out your purses or anything like that. So, I think they're getting really good with that. And like I said, it was it was a longer line, not as bad as some years, uh, but it went extremely fast. So, we got right in. And once you got in, uh, actually, all the lines at the beer uh, stands, because they had, what, 60-some this year?
1: Yeah, they had they had kept the same number of attendees at 2,000 yeah. and then upped the breweries by, well, they dropped some from the year previously, but added, like, another 16 or something like that
0: because they actually had people up on the second deck i noticed so yeah both sides of the of the street up on the second deck and so that means lines went very fast so you have the initial crush of everybody getting in so you stand in line but even like you know you pick one you stand in line for maybe five minutes and then after like say the first like 20 30 minutes like you're pretty much just walking up getting a free beer which maybe were bad worse than it should be but
1: (laughs) yeah i felt the same way um we actually Uh, showed up early and were first in line to get in. Uh, We didn't do VIP tickets this year. Um, We kind of fiddle-farted around as whether or not that was a smart idea or not. And um, By the time we got around to thinking we should buy tickets, uh, the VIP had sold out. Um, I'm actually pretty glad Uh, I had a lot of beer even with the longer lines to get into beer. Um, And was pretty drunk. Drunker than I had planned on getting uh, because by the time like Six thirty rolled around, which was an hour before mm-hmm. it closed. A lot of stands didn't even have lines anymore. That people had had their yeah. fill and were sort of milling around, just chit-chatting, trying to sober up a little bit. Before that is getting a little blown out at that point. Um, so you were drunk, more drunk than you? was y- planning to. Yeah, I was hoping not to be hungover for uh, oh, yeah. festivities the next day, and I was a little. Um, yeah, I was kind of a little. Uh, you seemed okay though. I did. Yeah, yeah. I was. I had a wicked, wicked headache from, like, 3.30 to 5.30 in the morning, which I didn't oh, enjoy um, after going to bed. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, the event was a little hot, which isn't their fault. You know, you can't really do yeah. much with uh, late August weather. Um, it was a good breeze, uh, at least. Yeah. I-, I thought there was,
0: at least. Um, now and again. Air movement was key for me.
1: The um, They had the second floor above um, mm. on Lancaster Square had these yeah. uh, metal reflective metal sheets and if you were up on the oh second, God, yeah. st- st- uh, second story towards the beginning of the day um the sun was just magnifying right off that so you'd be sitting there in the shade like oh this is comfortable and you'd step out and all of a sudden it was like being in the sahara desert it was uh pretty brutal um I noticed it was a big bro vibe up there too i don't know i like walked upstairs to see what they
0: had it was mostly like the international stuff yeah and the uh i don't know the people up there just seemed like a lot more aggressive much more like they just wanted to drink heavily. They didn't really care much what was there. See, I was really excited because it was a lot of like uh, the smaller beer uh, breweries that are popping up all over the place that we don't have times to get to, like places in York or places in Lebanon. Yeah, that's what I was trying to hit a lot. Um, with and there was some varying results, I think, of the quality of the beer, but that's more personal opinion, I suppose.
1: It was interesting. We um, we knew a couple of people pouring, uh, especially at Trogs. Uh, so uh, Joel and his girlfriend and her sister and. Her boyfriend, we all pouring in shifts at Trogues. And uh, I heard a story from one of them talking about how a woman came up and they're like, she said, What do you guys have? And it was like, Well, we have our sunshine pills and we have our hop knife. And the woman goes, Never heard of a hop knife. And then, like, just, I don't want it stormed off. And it was just sort of like, Why are you at a craft beer fest if you're not interested in trying yeah, really, new what? things? Like, that's such an odd and unusual. Like, the whole point is you're there, you've paid money. It's not just to have, like, an unlimited amount of the beer that you like. Like, you should be trying and but trying to be a little bit more adventurous about what you like. I kind of get that vibe from, like, conversations I've ever heard, though. I think that's what the intention
0: of some people is. It's, it's not necessarily to try new things. It's basically, like, all I can drink of, like, these two or three beers I like huh. and just forget everything else.
2: How much is
1: a ticket on this? I forget. It's not 40? that cheap, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would imagine you could go to a place and yeah, get a for better deal. Yeah, 40 bucks, yeah. Um, the other thing I really liked is uh, cideries are becoming popular. There was a, yeah, lot, was more, um, a lot more uh, cideries on on site there. Uh, my, the downside of that is that uh, American cideries are usually extremely sweet, so everybody mm-hmm. seems to be doing sort of the Angry Orchard clone as opposed to maybe doing something a little bit more sour, like, like a woodchuck, which is still even pretty sour. And I think uh, the only thing that was remotely dry was, I think, from Spire up on the, the second shelf that I had. Everything else was like a blueberry um, yeah, yeah, a lot of cider fruity. that was just, woo! Uh, um, you know, have to bring an insulin shot along or something to handle that. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Yeah, I wish I could be more specific about the beers I have but I can't really recall many.
1: Um, so, yeah, my biggest complaint i mean the food was great the music was i don't even remember it so it's there it it helps keep the atmosphere being more than just like grumble grumble noise of everybody talking which is nice so it like breaks up the 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 busy like fuzzy drone of everyone milling about um the food trucks were great um there wasn't really any beers there that really blew my mind where i was like oh my god like i remember the year before we had um, stuff from like Nishamity creek mm-hmm. and it was you know unusual stuff um but at this point like a lot of the stuff that would have been super impressive like wacker you know they brought good stuff and it's good beer i don't want to i don't want to like you know besmirch them but it was like um it wasn't anything necessarily new and exciting from them that was awesome yes. um, and a lot of the other stuff that i haven't had i was like that is a solid pale ale or that is a nice ipa but it wasn't like it wasn't stuff that was a style that I that wasn't super popular or if I had stuff it was like ah, that's like a three five or a four at best from everything nothing really like went over that 4.0 reading yeah. where I would have been super amazed I, I, yeah I'd say I had everything from like good to awful and nothing really like beyond good and um, you know, and that's you know, that's fine. I don't think. Uh, partly the problem is, is that we're getting more refined in our tastes, which makes it a little harder to impress. And also, I think that they're smart enough to know that we're not necessarily the target audience. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of our friends that are heavy uh, beer drinkers and connoisseurs aren't even attending that event. Um, you know, most of them are, are going elsewhere. And it's people that I know who aren't necessarily the most worldly of drinkers who are going to an event like that. So bringing stuff that's totally out there. Um, or expensive. Like, you're not really going to see a Lambic or a Goose no. there because they're just too expensive to serve.
0: Some of the breweries did kind of go a little little different, though. I think it was either like Snitz Creek or maybe it was Crystal Ball. One of those two had different ones. Well, I know Crystal Ball actually, uh, they had a hibiscus ale mm-hmm. that was really different, and the other one was pretty decent, too. Coconut Porter.
1: They had their Coconut Porter. Uh, that's right. No, so Crystal they had Ball. three
0: then because yeah. uh, I had two there, and then they had the Coconut Porter as well. So that, that was pretty cool. They had three. Yeah. Uh, there was a, actually a brewery from out uh, near Pittsburgh region outside of there um, called I think White Horse Brewing Company. They're fairly good, too They're very friendly, you know got to chatting with them Like talking about their beers because some some of the representatives like I feel like if actual representatives from the brewery come. They really want to talk to people, but if you just had people like from the distributor pouring for you They don't care. They don't really know anything <laughs> about it. I cuz I cause I'd, overheard people trying to ask them questions, and, like,
1: the people pouring the beers going, uh, oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just work here. Yeah, right? <laughs> i just pull lever. Well, I guess the uh, the biggest disappointment for me is that fan of the show, what, Scott Luce? Is that his name? Yes. Uh, I looked really hard for yeah. the four hours of it, and there were just too many guys of, what, medium height and a medium build wearing flannel, flannel shirts shirt, that were yeah. close but not quite. So, Scott, I really did make a good effort until... I was drunk, drunk uh, to try to find you, but uh, as I wasn't at the VIP section, it was a little mm-hmm. harder to find a needle in a 2,000-person haystack. So, uh, yeah, I really made the effort. I had uh, my phone up all the time, being like, oh, there's a guy with a fennel shirt. Nope, nope, not, not quite right. Uh, not, not quite right. Too old, too young, you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, maybe you ran in solace in passing, but, uh, yeah, next year we'll have to make a time, ta- like, meet us here at this time, yeah, and yeah. we'll be there sort of thing. Uh, um, so overall, yeah, I wasn't super overwhelmed with it. I think they're doing a great job and they're making it better. And I think it's something that Lancaster definitely needs. And I think it's something that uh, Joycat guys are doing a great thing with. But in terms of being super exciting for those of us who are, like, super snoppy about their beers these days, mm. um, I mean, $40 is pretty reasonable for the amount of beer that you can get. Okay.
0: So- yeah, considering friends of mine are going to an event called Big Pour out in Pittsburgh, and I was looking at the uh, breweries that are coming out there, and it's like most of the major players, and they're charging $80 Which, for that event. Yeah, oh, it's ridiculous. Wow. So, I, in conjunction, I think $40 is not too big.
1: Yeah, so I think it's a great event, and I think uh, it should sell out every year. I think that if they start adding more breweries at this point, it's going to be a little too crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they get some kind of way to maybe help mix some, beer, you know, mix breweries up as things come along, um, that would be great. Uh, overall, I think it's a great event. I just um, was really looking for that one beer that shone above the rest, and I really didn't feel like I, I really hit that this year.
0: Yeah, same here. Although there was lots of places I still didn't really hit, like uh, Brewery at Hershey, I think, was there. I didn't get yeah, to I them. Yeah, I didn't miss them. Um, I was missing some of the ones from Harrisburg. I don't think they were even there, like a Zero Day and all those guys. Uh, Cox Brewing Company actually they were telling me they wanted to be there but they thought they couldn't make it at the last minute they actually could but when they called them up I guess they couldn't get in anymore so nice. they weren't there but they might be next year all right. well cool So yeah I mean we have things, things to look forward to like, like there's tons of new guys that probably maybe are still scrambling to get things like in a flowing motion but yeah they'll, they'll probably be there next year
1: yeah I'll be back and uh, I think uh, setting the bar high for all these breweries is always a good thing All right, well, with that, let's get to uh, actually drinking some stuff. So we're going to move on to a little slummin' it. Uh, So since today we're going through cheap beers, I want to go through a little bit of a social experiment with you guys. Oh, boy. Um, so one of the big complaints about people who are used to drinking, um, dirt cheap beer and holy shit when you walk into a place like the friendly Greek and you (laughs) look at, uh, giant pounder cans, some of that shit is ridiculously cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how they do it. Well, I know how they do it. They water it down, (laughs) but, um, but I wanted to go through an experiment. So I went into the friendly Greek and I literally got a beer that was, uh, one of the cheapest craft beers, uh, that they had. And then I went into the non-craft beer wing, and I found the most expensive six-pack that they had. Hmm. And I bought both. And so the experiment today is I'm going to pour in two different beers. um, And it turns out that by cost, the non-craft beer is actually a smidge more expensive than the uh, craft beer. And I'm going to basically give you guys each a glass of uh, one of each beer. And you'll have to tell me what you think is better. And then we'll see if... (laughs) Price point is really a is really a pain point. Can you get a craft beer for as cheap as a uh, as a non-craft beer, and is quality a factor of price? Nice. So I'll I'm gonna take
0: d- that Pepsi challenge.
2: I clearly cannot choose the glass in front of me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think based on smell alone, I know which is the shitty beer. Ooh. All right. This so one kind of stinks like corn and sweat.
2: Yeah, that smells like corn me. And
0: skunk, and then one
1: smells like,
0: mm, definitely fruitier, little so spicy. a little. It's the one's a
1: pilsner. Okay. And uh, the other is an IPA. So obviously. Like really, <laughs> <they're> really?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Well. <laughs> so did you do light or dark first? Yeah, I guess you guys should probably decide on what you're drinking to make your opinions.
2: Um, which do you want us to drink first?
1: Which one did you just do?
2: I did both. I just tried them both. Okay. What are you drinking right now, Mike? The I'm drinking the dark one. one.
1: Darker, right, one. So darker one. The dark one. Describe the what golden. you're tasting and smelling and go through the whole whole shebang like we were.
0: So the, the darker one does have, like, the fruitier, kind of, like, a uh, grassy, earthy fruit. Like, it's not, like, a, a lambic fruit. Um, smells a lot better than the light one. That's for damn sure. So I'm guessing this must be the IPA.
2: yeah there's like i I would imagine this i would imagine this was made from a powder and then they just put water in it and liquefied it you know it's like it was you have a powder mix right you pour it in and then you pour water in like it's oh god the the flavor is
0: total cardboard
2: like it's it's like a facade of what it could be
0: yeah i mean i've never had a beer like that smelled as decent and tasted as shit as this beer like damn
2: you want to try it, Rob? Here, have some of mine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you guys I mean, you can choose. You can drink the beer in front of you.
0: Can you tell us, like, have you had either of these? <laughs> uh, I have had the one, yeah. The one, okay. No. Oh, yeah, there's definitely... You're right. It's definitely something I messed up. There's definitely, like, a very cardboard... Um,
2: At least I nailed the cardboard flavor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, like, if, like, Junior Mints melted on top of old wet cardboard, you ate that? I don't know, like there's, there's something mentally yeah. maybe, I don't know. Alright, enough of that. Another one that smells like shit. So now
1: this is the lighter one?
2: It's, it, it's, I think it has better flavor.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still not great.
2: I mean, yeah, it's not great, but it's...
0: It's still a little, a little bit of honey, wow, really? It's a great slum in it, this is terrible. Is this what I put you guys through? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it finishes okay. There's some honey notes. Yeah, definitely, kind of like. You know,
2: a, though. I mean, what, what, sh- what non-craft beer makes a pilsner? Though.
0: Uh, all of them. Oh, do they? they I all thought claim, they were all loggers. Well, they all claim to make a pilsner. Isn't that uh, like Coors or Miller or Bud? They're I all, thought they were all loggers. Right, but well, pilsner is a type of the lager, lager yeah. one yeah. one of them yeah. they say they're like the cold brewed pilsner or something.
2: Okay. So I'm incorrect in thinking like a, a pilsner is a lighter version of a lager, or th- like
0: a. The lagers can run the gamut. I mean, they can be really, really light, like a pilsner, or they can actually be fairly dark, like
1: a like doppelbock. Right. That's the type yeah. of lager. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so there's, I mean, when you break it down, there's basically two parent types of beer, ales, and lagers, yeah. and it's based on the yeast. So the same way like an ale can be a pale ale or an IPA or even like a stout, know, mm-hmm. um, which would be anything from a super white to a super black uh, beer. Uh, lagers are very similar in the same way. Um, so you can have a lager that's very light in color and a lager that's extremely dark in color. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the problem so with... So, flavor like,
2: difference, then. How are you describing the difference in flavor between Pilsner and lager, though? I mean, I always thought that the Pilsner had a, a, even a thinner flavor than the lager. Like, lager usually has a larger... Or,
1: yeah, I would say, like, a Pilsner flavor. has, a, uh, like, a, a lighter, crisper flavor, um, not so sweet as the lager, um, which is why Pilsner is an interesting choice for all of the, uh, the uh, mass-market breweries to go with, but um, it's one of, actually, my least favorite uh, styles. Um, Pilsners I'm not usually super thrilled about, but... Um, but yeah, there's plenty of. I mean, the problem with like looking at like Miller Coors Bud kind of stuff um, is that they all just kind of generalize with what they're going for. So it's just like it's a lager, but they don't really try to go particular style. They're focused on no, no. flavor. Yeah. Or that's a weird thing to say. They're basically right. focused <laughs> on cost, and then they'll just describe it as it's beer. But and yeah,
0: I mean, there definitely is like a flavor profile. I think that they look for it's. It's mm-hmm. just
1: that they, they try to sell it afterwards.
2: Like, I'm, I'm reminded of 30 Rock when um, Jack Donaghy made those couches that just didn't work. Remember those, <laughs> yeah, right. like, remember those yeah. sofas that were just, like, horrible? Like, well, we have to make a market for, you know, and didn't he have, I forget, like, some rapper? Like, or was it was it uh, Tracy, like, sponsored or something? I forget exactly what he did. T.I. did or whatever. No, that was the beer then. That was the, that, uh, that, that uh the Jack Donaghy wine or something like that remember it was like oh, right. uh yeah it was L Cool J or something like that had to sponsor it <laughs> that is exactly that what is happened true.
1: anyway so which one do you guys like better
2: i like the pilsner
1: more yeah yeah between the two yeah okay so which one do you think is the craft beer pilsner yeah you guys would be wrong oh, okay God damn it. really yes so the uh, darker beer is crystal balls all seeing ipa oh um, that you guys <laughs> mercilessly slammed, uh, and I had it at the craft beer fest, and um, I was pretty drunk at the time. And I'm gonna have what's left in the can that's down here. The uh, pilsner is an import, um, but it's still technically owned up the chain by uh, AB Inbev, and it is uh, Jever Pilsner. So it is brewed. Um, it's some. A, it's a German pilsner from. S- it's German, so it's like Freisches, Bruhaus Zu, Zever, Gumbel, blah, 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 and Kokeiji. So it's a German Pilsner at 4.9% ABV. Um, so the Beer Advocate score has it on average at 82, and the Bros have it at 79. So they would kind of agree that it's all right, but not crazy. Um, whereas the uh, All Seeing IPA is too new to really have uh, a ton of rating. But the All Seeing IPA is a 6.8% ABV, uh, 56 IBU. IPA, and it's the um, Crystal Ball Brewing Company's brewers' favorite beer to brew and drink, and uh, certainly a brewer's dream to be dumping so many great additions of a special proprietary Northwest hop into this bold but smooth IPA, a beer <laughs> lover's dream to have big hop flavor and aroma with subtle, sleek, malt profile. Hey, and really? tr- I
0: don't think I trust anything that says proprietary. Like, <laughs> 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 Basically, yeah, whatever we get our hands on and the... Uh-
2: isn't that exactly how you described anything by A.B. and Bev, though? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, anything you get your hands on, and wow. then we'll describe the flavor afterwards.
0: Is it better out of the can?
2: it is like maybe kinda... I prefer the metal taste now. <laughs> it is
0: amazing, actually, you're right, to go into it blind, because it's just, like, I think if I knew what it like, if I was looking at it, it was like, I probably would have a better opinion, but since I was doing it blind, it's just like, nope, don't like this.
2: No, I think this is the honest way of doing it.
0: No, I still don't like it out of the can. Uh-huh. And it's actually colder out of the can because I was thinking maybe it's temperature. No, it's it's
1: not, not good. No, that Pilsner's not bad. Yeah. Not great. Not bad. N- I smell mean, is atrocious. I agree with you with that, Mike. It is not a good yeah. smelling beer. But, I mean, some beers aren't.
0: No, especially lagers. They don't really have the greatest smell. Um,
1: uh, the Crystal Ball, it's a little too sweet and messy for my tastes. There's there's just, like, too much kind of going on. Um, it's, like, surprisingly thick.
0: Yeah, it's definitely heavy on the mouthfeel. That's probably why I should have known that this was the craft beer, because I can definitely tell they're using more ingredients in it, more ah. malts and whatnot. But it was just not great, so I didn't want to choose it. <laughs>
1: so price breakdown, a yeah. six-pack of the Jever, assuming I'm pronouncing that right, it's German after all, uh, was like 14 bucks for a six-pack. A
2: six-pack of the Pilsner? Yeah. was $14.
1: Yep. Which what breaks down fourteen of by six is like two something, and the can of the uh, all seeing eye broke down to be pretty damn close to that, so they were both uh, both under two fifty a pop.
2: I just bought like two hearted for like thirteen.
1: Yeah, well, that's why I said it's the, and it's because it's technically an import and whatnot. So, but yeah, I mean you could go in there and you could buy a six pack of pbr for like six dollars or something ridiculous but i went in and i specifically looked for anything that wasn't like so like red cider was like 1350 and there were a couple other 14s uh strawberry and lime marita and raspberry were all slightly more expensive but i didn't want to subject us to that again because that would be a dead giveaway here's the one that tastes like raspberries and crappy raspberries and here's the one that tastes like beer which one do you think is the um so i went with this and yeah it was it was 14 bucks for uh for six pack huh and to be honest uh for what i was expecting in quality um you know that's not bad i wouldn't be pissed off by that rate i got four four more of these and uh i don't know if i'll necessarily spring to drink them immediately but uh if they were the only thing left in the fridge on a hot day yeah i'd drink that okay wait which one the pilsner okay so do you like the crystal ball like, did you have this before? Yeah, I had it at the Craft Beer Fest, there you go. and um, I remembered it more favorably from there, Okay, um, I guess. Uh, mixing it, uh, I got that, and then uh, my girlfriend got the hibiscus, and then we did halvesies, switch halvesies, and I don't know if having them split like that bumped up the rating in my brain a little <laughs> higher. Um, yeah,
0: because there's definitely, like, a husky, like, cardboard note, which is definitely, I think, a sign that something went wrong in the brewing process husky somewhere. Husky
1: cardboard. So, like, corrugated cardboard? or Yeah, like,
0: and that's... <laughs> that's it's def- just big boned. <laughs> you could probably look it up, uh, but that's definitely a sign that, like, or, like, a sherry flavor. It's definitely uh, definitely an issue there, I think. So maybe it's just a bad batch of the cans. I mean, they're still new, so I imagine they could
1: still be working out some kinks. I mean, it definitely would be, for the price... I wouldn't. It's not like it's a drain pour. Terrible. Um, for the price, I'd be kind of like, eh. And I gotta finish this. Uh, if I like bought it on draft or something at the fridge, right, yeah. I'd be like, oh, well. But it was only like three bucks or two fifty or whatever. Eh, not a huge deal. Um, it's not like that stupid um, dog tags IPA that we had that was just completely undrinkable. But uh, yeah, it is kind of interesting to see that we actually put up um, put up an actual craft beer against a mass market beer. Um, even though it's a, you know, a German import and uh, that uh, the surprisingly the mass market beer did a little better. That was a very interesting experiment. I mean, I could have done I could have totally cheated and the uh, Friendly Greek does mix and match six packs and they're like 350 for every beer. So, I could could have gone in there and grabbed like Sculpin or something and totally Dale's Pale Ale or, you know, something that was truly like a truly phenomenal beer that would have been no contest, but I tried to yeah. find like the bottom basement price
0: Well, it's interesting because yeah, that gave you like a beer that like none of us are familiar with so this, yeah This worked out really well. I think I mean I never heard of that other one either. That's like German Pilsner,
1: yeah I mean they're, they're so big they have their own goddamn Wikipedia page, so so yeah, that was pretty cool That's a weak glassware but with that, let's move on to other cheap beer in yeah. Beer vs. Beer, Thrifty Edition. Beer
2: versus Beer. Mike and Rob select the finest beer to pit in single combat for champion beer. Two beers enter, one beer leaves.
1: As per the uh, theme of the day's episode, Mike and I wanted to compete in beer versus beer. But rather than going for the twenty dollars bottles or the thirty five dollars bottles of uh, that was an end, option, no <laughs> uh, <laughs> high end gooses or lambics or other bourbon barreled Russian Imperial stouts, we decided to have a contest where we would attempt to get the cheapest of the cheap. So we wanted to get any beer that was three dollars or below mm-hmm. um, by bottle. And so this is actually. Uh, it was a bit of a shock to me because a I went through went in and I bought a six pack at the fridge. My total, which I didn't get all beers that were just exposed for this, was seventeen dollars, and it was so cheap that uh, the woman behind the counter actually said, "Rob, this is awfully low bill for you. What's going yeah. on?" <laughs> that's pretty. That's lower than mine. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what was also very interesting about the whole experience is there's a surprising number of beers that are three dollars or two fifty dollars at the fridge. You yep. can go in there and you can actually have a pretty cheap night of drinking. If you are specifically drinking on price and not necessarily looking at what you wanted to drink. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, Mike and I have um, two beers to go to against each other. And uh, I don't mind going first if you guys have glasses. You can just pour yeah. these two out. Yeah, I was going to say, can I just dump these uh, somewhere? Yeah.
2: Just, uh, there's that plant over there. Looks, need, looks like it needs to be watered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, the Pilsner was better, but none of them are worth, neither of them are worth saving. No. Those, all so young. my beer uh, was $2.50 for a bottle. Nice. And it is none other than Bell's Lager of the Lakes, mm-hmm. um, which is actually a pretty respectable lager from Bell's, Bell's Brewery. So, um, yeah, so this is uh, Beer Advocate rates it as an 83. It's an American Pale Lager. It's a uh, smooth, easy, 5% ABV and uh, available year round. It's been pretty much at the fridge every time I've gone in there. And uh, so yeah, Bell's is out of Michigan. So it's just a solid pale mm-hmm. lager. Um, so nothing too crazy or exciting about it. It's, um, they, oh wow, Bell's actually lists the shelf life, six months, nice. Um, so yeah, it's available on bottle and draft and uh, yeah, pretty good. So, uh, yeah, nothing too exciting to talk about this other than it's just a solid lager and uh, because it's probably a little cheaper than other Bell's uh, beers, um, you can drink this on a budget and have a very, very good time about it.
2: Mm. How much was this?
1: $250. That's
2: pretty
0: good. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, the fridge obviously is decent but has a little bit of markup in their process. If you bought it in a six-pack or a case or something, it would probably be sure, cheaper sure. Um, you know, in bulk. But uh, in terms of... <laughs> you know, options where you're going in saying I have this, sp- I want to spend ten dollars or less. You could technically have like four of these for ten bucks, which mm-hmm. is pretty good.
0: It's all right. It's better than the lager that we just had. Yeah, a little sweeter a little bit. hmm A little, a little That's bit more. Better than smell. A little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: Doesn't smell like something that got run over by a car. It <laughs> smells like an actual goddamn logger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I feel like um, having grown up around here, that in a lot of ways, Yingling has ruined. Me for loggers, hmm. only the sense that like if someone says, "What does logger taste like?" My first instinct is, "Oh, Yingling." But yeah. Yeah. Um, while they are a respectable logger, it's not, I think, something that should define the flavor of loggers by any stretch of the imagination. No. And I feel like something like this is probably more legitimately hmm. a logger. Interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, this like this tastes good to me, but it's also a little off. I'm like, where's the slightly more watered downness? Where's the uh, <laughs> the slightly more Gingling essence yeah, to was it imperfections I've grown to love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and you say that, but like Corona is now canning. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I thought the whole point of the absolutely clear bottle was mm-hmm. to intentionally add a bit of the skunkiness. It's sort they of they the pre-skunking the beer and then putting it in cans. Yeah, like, they, you just don't put a line in the can. in big glass fermenters outside, big plastic <laughs> <of> fermenters. <laughs> <laughs> and then they can it. That makes total sense to me. Yep. So, yeah, that really, really threw me for a loop as well. But yeah, I wasn't expecting any of these beers to necessarily be, uh, you know, right home to mama. But um, (laughs) you know, in terms of drinking cheap and drinking good, not a bad choice. Yeah. What is the ABV on this? Five percent. Five percent. So you can drink that all day long.
0: So Mike, what did you come up with? All right, so I went with uh, a little bit, slightly more expensive, but uh, about fifty cents. So the new, new. elephant in the room is new belgium brewery and they do make an ipa that i've actually said i enjoy it is the ranger ipa uh it was available in cans at the fridge uh for three dollars which i actually thought was pretty decent um i'd be curious to note if like i'll remember to check the price in like a couple months to see if it rises at all because i'm sure one of their strategies of course when they first come into the area is maybe you know sell it cheap but maybe after time uh, we'll raise the price a little bit more. But maybe I'm just being a cynical. But anyway, it's a very good IPA. I feel, uh, and I was actually surprised that the price of uh, point was only three dollars. So let's try it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know New Belgium can brew en masse in a way a lot other of a lot of other breweries can't. I mean, they are pretty big, not quite Sierra Nevada large, but their their capacity is pretty up there, um, which I. Which is good thing, so they can keep their prices down low. But I am shocked by the um, the number uh, the pricing of all of the beers mm. at, at the fridge. I don't think there was a single one over four dollars mm. from their their mainstream line. Which yeah, not the mainstream. You mean. know, I was looking at um, Sculpin's been pushing in here with some other beers, and they had a couple, and I was like, oh wow, wow, that Sculpin's three dollars, that dollars three fifty, and then it's like, oh, or sorry, the the Ballast Point Ballast Point's yeah. been pushing in. So hey. I was like, "Hey, that's that ballast points like 350. That ballast ballast points like $3. Those are reasonable prices." And then it's like, "Oh, sculpin's like 450. Yeah. Grapefruit sculpin's like 550." And I'm like, "Oh shit, the stuff that I really really like mm-hmm. is pretty expensive."
0: Well, I noticed like it was really weird. For like for a while there like the yeah, sculpin was always like what, $5, 550. Yeah. And then briefly there for like a week or two, it was 450. Huh. So I don't know if they just like screwed up their pricing or what or like for some reason like for a week they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you a discount." But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, unfortunately, with the Ballast Point line, it's like I've tried a lot of the other stuff, and it hasn't really, like, struck me as being, like, great. Uh, but the Sculpin, what I really want, yeah, i got to pay the premium for. But even even uh, buying a case in the store, expensive. So,
1: yeah, for Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean,
0: it's not just, you know, the fridge is definitely not just screwing people because it's popular or anything like that. No, it's just, no.
1: It's just a really good beer, and it's popular, and I think it costs more to make than other beers, so it's a little bit more expensive. Hmm. This has quite a smell on it. Oh,
0: yeah. It's so good. It's almost like when you first, like, if you ever bought the hops in the pack, and, like, you cut it open and you take a big whiff, that's what this beer smells like.
2: Yeah, it smells like a skunk got into (laughs) a uh, litter box, Ah. but in a good way.
1: (laughs) But in a really, really good way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there is a nice, nice. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's an intense smell. Nice, but there's a hint of, it's like, intense. like, lemon or something underneath it. Well, it's
2: it's not like... I noticed that there's no mosquitoes around me anymore. <laughs> this doesn't I smell like a hop f- smell. A
0: fresh hop. It smells like a uh, pelletized hop.
2: Pelletized? What's that mean? Yeah.
0: Like the ones that they, like... They pre-dry in. They, they, they take hops and they crunch them down to their extreme pressure to make a little pellets out of them.
2: And they put them in chocolate? Uh, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's pretty <laughs> uh, bitter to eat. I've tried that. Yeah, on tour. they're extremely extremely bitter. Uh, but
1: put, it's basically a way to store them and keep them drier. Well, keep, yeah. have them to be dried so that they last longer. But you know, certain essence. Um, so there's like uh,
0: less packaging, yeah. better to brew with in certain respects. So I'm just used to it because I, you know, home brewing. I mean, you've done it before. It yeah.
1: just you just smell it and you're like, that's, that's exactly what we're this almost smells there. Like. We're almost there. It's the last step of the brewing process. So uh, yeah, so the Ranger IPA is six point five percent ABV, seventy IBUs. Um, it's apparently one hundred and eighty-seven calories uh, per can. I guess uh, it's made with Chinook, Simcoe, and Cascade hops, and pale and C one twenty malts. One hundred eighty-seven is that high? One twenty is
2: that normal for a beer? Wait, what? What is the what is the the calorie count normal for beer?
1: I don't, uh, that, that that's going to vary a little bit, beer to beer, you know. It would be like, what's the v- average value for like a slice of cake? Well, it depends if it has yeah. super thick cost, well, you know, what, icing what are, or whatever. I don't know. I always mm. assume that it's about 200 calories per can, per, per 12 ounces or something like that. Sounds about right, and, um So mm, this is a little light, you think? Could be a little light. So so like we did, we did breakdown, a breakdown, I thought,
0: things. of beers before based on calorie content, but I think, I think Rob's about in the right ballpark. All
1: right. Yeah. I mean, it's so cool put that put that stouts have a
2: higher caloric count content than?
0: I believe so. Yeah, probably. They're using yet. more oh, yeah. darker
1: malts and more sugars. Yeah, anything that would have sugars in it. Of course, uh, what Bill Stout makes the argument that uh, they're complex sugars, so your body doesn't know how to break them down and use them, yeah. so they won't store it as fat. And I'm like, I'm not really sure science backs <laughs> you up on that one, buddy. But uh, you know, proof y- is in the pudding. <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> Um, so the, the f- what, what do you guys think of the flavor on this?
0: Oh.
2: That smells intense. I'm
0: biased, so, you know my, you know my vote, but...
1: It's surprisingly sweet for an IPA. Yeah? Yeah. But there is a nice... I'm going to assume that it's the Cascade hops that I'm tasting, since they are dry-hopping and loving shit out of this with Cascade. Um, but yeah, and it's a little... They say the body's a little medium, I would say. Medium, medium, heavy. There's a little chewiness to it. Um... It packs a punch, uh, for sure, um, and of their beers, it's one of my uh, more liked I mm-hmm. freaking can't stand Fat Tire. <laughs> I, Whenever I'm in uh, Palm Springs, and I'm always like, oh, New Belgium, and I'll, I'll get a Fat Tire, and then I'm always like, fuck, I hate this beer, and uh, it always seems to surprise me that I don't like it as much, but uh, I had this out there, I think, two years ago, and I was like, oh, that's actually pretty good. Belgium, New Belgium has the reputation they deserve. What style <laughs> is Fat Tire? Uh, it's it's amber, amber, isn't it? Amber yeah. yeah.
2: What's bad with it, about it? What do you like?
1: Um. Well, part of the problem is uh, I think it's a little light in body, and I don't like the sweetness that's with it. It mm-hmm. just doesn't taste right. Um, and I think we're particularly spoiled. And I, I know that, um, like a nectar, it's a imperial amber, so it's more ambery than amber, but. Um, <laughs> I'm looking for something that kind of tastes like a nugget nectar maybe not quite as punchy for an amber and this wasn't anywhere near It was it was just weird. I was not a fan
0: Bummer because they have that in the cans too at the fridge. I was thinking about getting that
1: well I have a bottle of the uh, wheat beer that at home and something else in cans. I forget what it was
0: They have a session beer. uh, Yeah session IPA. I have mm, that there.
1: Yep As well, so I'm gonna give them give the lineup a a shot and see what I like I mean, like I said, there's good and there's bad and and we'll see if there's great. Yeah But I guess it's not really up to me or you. Uh, I guess it's up to Jesse to see, uh, of the cheap beers we have before us, is Mike's extra 50 cents worth the money, or uh, can you be successful with uh, a super cheap lager?
2: Now, firstly, I think this is one of the best loggers I've ever had, actually.
1: Hmm, wow. Okay.
2: Um, oh, no, there was a Great Lakes lager that I liked. I forget which one they have. I remember liking that a lot. Um, but this is a very good lager. But, I, I mean, Mike's, I mean, I think what I don't like about it is that it is there's it's so intense Mm -hmm. with that 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 hop character but I think like as long as I only have to drink this half a glass of it I think I'm you have the winner okay and so as Mm -hmm. long as that's what we're doing right now Mikey won I don't think I would want to drink a second beer of this
0: okay I can see that
2: um the the flavor and the smell are just so intense but I could drink this lager to death like I could just you could just keep drinking this this is it's, Ah. it's a good lager it's solid it's yeah, if I had two extra quarters on me, yeah, I would go for your IPA.
0: Good, okay. but for two fifty, the lager's I yeah just, uh, sounds like a pretty solid winner. Yeah, it is. Cool. Yeah, that is pretty. That's pretty cheap, mm-hmm. especially like a bottle shop. I mean, well, I thought it yeah,
2: doesn't yeah, it doesn't uh, yards their IPA at the fridge two fifty?
1: Uh a lot of them are. So the I didn't see the IPA there. Their brawler was 250 pink ironically was 250 I considered going that route too <laughs> yeah. um, but we had already done pink on the show so yeah. I wanted to avoid anything we've done before um, so yeah it is it, I like I said it was surprising to me um, how many beers you can really get um, for a cheap price that a lot of the times uh, friends of ours who are at the fridge with us will be like oh god six seven dollars for a beer it doesn't have to be that way you can get really good beer. It might not be something new. It might not be something that we're all raving about um, or that it's like the new hotness in the street, but you can get some pretty nice, delicious staples for a very reasonable price uh, over and over and over again. And then, you know, you just have that beer. You can always sort of, I mean, these are flagship beers. Now that New Belgium's in the area, you can always get a Ranger. Um, You can always get a a lager of the lakes. Um, This is not, these are not uh, hard to get beers. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's kind of awesome, you know. Especially when you look at like buying things by case, I know that uh, my girlfriend and like Timmy and other people are being like, "Dear Lord, I went in and I bought like a freaking case of beer, and it cost me like ninety dollars. That's insane!" And uh, and sometimes craft beer can be super expensive. But if you want to say I don't want to feed, I don't want to give my party guests Bud Light. I want to go a step up from that. You can get good craft beer for a reasonable price. And, uh, you know, maybe introduce some people who are coming over for game day uh, to a better quality of beer.
2: Indeed. Indeed.
1: Because I even think that the, I mean, the Ranger IPA might be a little rough for people who aren't into hoppy beers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, (laughs) But the, uh, you know, the Bells, you could give that to somebody who's into, like, Budweiser. And and if they're into, like, real Budweiser, not Bud Light or something, I could see them being like, yeah, this ain't so bad. Or, like, if they're Gingling drinkers, you could definitely give them this and they'd be right on par.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's better than Yingling.
1: I would agree. Um, But, you know, yingling drinkers are loyalists and they argue that Lord Chesterfield is a good beer.
2: Can I tell you my sister-in-law is related to yingling? Really?
1: Yeah. Cool. That's
2: all I have to say about that.
1: Awesome. Well, that's it for today's show. We hope you enjoyed our cheap way, cheap guide to craft beer drinking. Um, It was actually nice to uh, go to a couple of different stores today and actually not spend every last dollar in my wallet. So take a friend out. Take out your stingiest, cheapest, uh, you know, most uh, thrifty of friends and convince them that they can have all the beers they could possibly want for a reasonable, reasonable price. That You don't have to be drinking uh, PBR Pounders or Coors Light in order to save money. So join us next week for our sample suit that is to be determined at this point. Uh, Thanks for listening. And as always, keep on drinking.
2: That's today's show. For more information on today's podcast or to subscribe to the show, visit www.blindtigerpodcast.com or look for us on iTunes. Send comments or questions to show at blindtigerpodcast.com. To suggest or request a beer for beer versus beer or to ask a question for Homebrew 101, email show at blindtigerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and keep drinking. Thank mm-hmm. you.